I guess I'm growing my hair out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tiff cut my hair. Wow. Yeah. You got the, to. got the COVID cut. I did. She did a good job. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. Yeah, it looks I, like my normal I, hair. So. I I refuse. Like my wife has commented that you know my son needs a haircut, and I am not going to do to him what my father did to me. Eighties. Oh, I mean, holy fucking! <laughs> shit. I mean, I can't believe how good my son's hair is. I mean, he looks great. Got that good mean, hair. He's got that good hair. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like you know, if I even try and do some bullshit to that. No, Fuck. I wouldn't. It's I wouldn't cut my kids' hair. So there's no way. I am not letting her let me buy a set of clippers. I mean, that's the whole thing. I used to most of my twenties. Uh, let's see here. I used to just shave my head. No, you yeah, floby. Yes, I had I had long hair until I was twenty. Two thousand one is when I shaved my head. I don't even remember how old I would be. Twenty five, twenty four. Something like that. It's a lot longer than me. I got my hair cut in 96, so I was not even... That was 21, or 20, I guess. Well, you were... You mulleted. You mulleted pretty much. I, did. <laughs> yeah. I had a hat a lot of times, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my hair is terrible long. My hair is awful long. Yeah. Because it's, it's really frizzy. You, yeah, you... So. Yours fans out to this obnoxious, like, weirdo. It's, hor- it's horrible. Yeah. I don't know how... Both my kids have long hair, and it's... It looks fine. Looks yes. great. Yeah. They got their mom's hair, I guess, because it's like yeah. Well, that, that's the same with me. Like, like, like my son's hair is thick. Like, it's, it's obnoxious how nice my son's <laughs> hair is. Yeah. And then my daughter, she's got like this thin, wavy, and she's blonde. What yeah. The fuck is that? I mean, how? <laughs> huh? And she, so she's blonde as shit, and like it's just like flows in the wind, like some goddamn. <laughs> superhero <laughs> fuck you i you know i had long hair for a long time and i had to eventually shave my head because i didn't take care of it correctly yeah but, uh, that was the thing yeah i didn't use conditioner i didn't use any of that stuff so i ended up with this weird afro of yeah. like broken hair anytime i played a show <laughs> how are we supposed to know how to do that we didn't know yeah, right we were men yeah i don't know <laughs> When did you first fall in love with metal? I went to this record store and I was going to get the new Journey album. And there was like an older kid there and he's like, don't get that man, get this. And he gave me the Ozzy Osbourne Blizzard of Oz. Where else can these kids go where they come somewhere and they all feel a sense of, you know, this is our thing, you know? Let me tell you something about Slayer fans. They look like the extras from Lord of the Rings. They came out of nowhere under the ground. The, the passion and the darkness, the evil of the music. You know, marriage is like marriage is like. You ever go to a concert and you see a mosh pit and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go get in that mosh pit. But then once you get in it, you're like, I do not want to be in this mosh pit. Who'd win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Ah, God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. How am I supposed to start the show like that? <laughs> Got a cat on shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? There's a unicorn. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Welcome to Summertime Podcast. Yeah. Um, summertimepodcast.com. 
find us online and go to all of our shit. So we're back. We've got um, more nineteen ninety talk. I'm Eric. Joe's here. Switch it up this time. Say hi, Joe. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Tim's here. What's up, y'all? He doesn't really talk like that. No, I don't talk like that. <laughs> and Keith's here. Yes, I am. Oh, hey, Keith. All right. Hello. So, this episode, we're 1990 talk. Yeah. Got some different albums this time. Oh, we got a lot Very of different. different shit coming at you. Oh, there. we do. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about Vision Thing by Sisters of Mercy. We're gonna talk about uh, Fear of a Black Planet by Public Enemy, and we are talking about Persistence of Time by Anthrax. Yes. So where are we starting? I think Public Enemy because we probably don't have a lot to say. At least three out of four of us probably don't have much to say. About public yeah. enemy? Yeah. Yeah. Man, you fuckers are dumbass. <laughs> well, we didn't listen to this back in the day. Neither um, did I. I mean No? Oh. I, I got I I the first rap album, the first yes, the first rap album I ever bought was probably in nineteen ninety five. I was uh, like I was way before I mean, that, and I still don't like this album. This isn't their best album. Well, let's play a little bit of it. Yeah. I think this is probably the hit, right? We'll get to the... I play that song because that's the only one I really remember. Well, Shall we? Uh, How do you want to do this? Right? Do you want you want Keith to say espouse why it's a classic, or I mean, do you want to? Like, well, why are we talking about Public Enemy to begin I mean, with? L- 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 let's at least you know start off with the relation. I mean, let's face it, we're talking about a rap album because and we're on a, their relationship with Anthrax. Anthrax. Sure, yeah. and we're a predominantly heavy metal podcast, and we're discussing a rap album. Yeah, just. Yeah, we discussed Beastie some, Boys too. Well, yeah, yeah sure. There's oh, some, it is. It, I'm not saying it's without precedence, but it's also a little bit problematic in their, our context. So maybe yeah. I think if if Keith and wants what's going to happen when we talk, I, I wanna, talk about Sisters of Mercy. I want to say this first of all because I'm I'm looking at the uh, retrospective professional ratings of several um, rating experts or whatever you call them. But sure. uh, I mean, this thing has like the highest praise you can ever find. Like, n- it's probably higher than any album we've ever talked about. Like yeah. going through this all one? music and this Guardian, album, yeah, and Rolling Stone. Like through all of them, it's like five stars or A's or ten out of ten. The lowest rating is a nine out of ten, and a this four out of this, five stars. This like, Public Enemy album, yeah. It's if you look on Wikipedia, there's a breakdown of retrospective right. professional ratings, and it's it's tremendous. So I would I would love for I, you to, to to look at that and then 
throw in a- it takes a nation of millions to call us to hold us back okay. because that I, is I can easily do that with this website go, do that this because internet website trust me of America. that <laughs> album website <laughs> that album is this easily hands down like you know, their white album. That is, you know, it takes a nation of millions. That has, that has actually slightly higher ratings. Yes. So, because that both is. Both of them are like off the charts, like super. Well, I would imagine these those two albums are their most popular album, I'm sure. All right. Also, within the right? genre, it's probably a, a thing with, you know, within the genre of rap. These are probably. Yeah. But it, it takes an. Yes. What, let me just state that out loud. It takes a nation of millions. Is probably the most important rap album for anyone interested in rap to own. It mm. is fucking perfect. It is. Yes. It is like a Pantera. It is like vulgar display. Right. It is, it, a, is, it is rap's vulgar display. Did you have say. all eyes on me? That's your box because that's pretty good too. Uh, eat my dick. All right. You be like that. All right. Yeah, yeah I am because right. you're stupid and you don't know rap. <laughs> I know I like that album, so I don't know. I'm just trying to. So, so in other words, okay. So you're, I know what that's you're a saying good is, album. I'm just, I just, you're I'm saying, trying you're to... saying this album sucks. Jeez, <sighs> I didn't think it. I didn't think it sucked. Okay, Tim, what is? I, I Tim actually, from West Virginia, to be fair, I did text this rap album. I did text Eric at one point, and I said I fucking hate this album. <laughs> but to, to be completely honest, that was halfway through the album, and it got it got better. I, I did not fucking hate it by the end. I, All right, was, well, let's talk about a different few tracks. Best. Well, let's let's talk about the band members. Not that there's right. like many band members. I mean, if you look at Wikipedia, there's a list of a ton of people. But obviously, it's Chuck D and Flavor Flav are the two main guys, yeah, and, and then Terminator X is right. their DJ, right. basically, right? So oh, I mean, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. that's pretty much it. Or if you want to go by names. Chuck D or Carlton Douglas. Don't do that. Rinderhauer. <laughs> no. <laughs> or Ryderhauer. Rydenhauer. Flavor Flav is William Jonathan Drayton Jr. Wow. I never knew that. Yeah. There you go. How there about that? I don't know Terminator X's real name, but whatever. No, uh, it's yeah, the I, wax I don't know. Terminator I was... X spun. I know that. Look, I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> I, I can understand why people would love this album. I get it. For me, I'm I'm not a huge rap guy. I'll, I'll say that up front. I, I don't like a lot of rap bands. I don't like a lot of rap albums. So. Yeah, but you love you listen to um, metal in the nineties. <laughs> it was all rap. No, it was, <laughs> it was not. Let him let him go. Let him let him say his piece. Uh, that's all I have no, to say. Is not like, you. You guys, Eric, you guys love you. the Limp Bizkit and the corn. You, you shut up. Oh yeah, corn. <laughs> Rapidly, 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 rapidly. No, I just look. Look, I think this is going to sound maybe dumb or whatever, or maybe obvious. But if I'd grown up and under different circumstances, like being obviously not being white, and if I was um, maybe uh, you know didn't have some white privilege going on, and you grew up in a, in a you wouldn't have ended up getting into. No, corn. I'm saying I, I, it doesn't speak to me. If I if I were in a, under different circumstances, yeah, all right, let's. Throw the big fucking grenade out there. Nine one one is a joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, it's, yeah. it, this is a song about the fact that you know people get shot in you know neighborhoods where sure. you know members of Public Enemy grew up, and you call nine one one, and they're like, "Okay, we'll get someone out there as soon as we can." And guess what? Whoever got shot is dead. 
um, you know, uh, the the political sure, commentary yeah. with throughout this album, regardless of just I don't know, as a joke. You know, is, that's that's fair, but from four do white kids who grew up in Fairfax County, nine one one was perfectly serviceable. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It doesn't speak. I get it, and yeah. I understand why he wrote that song. But I, and, I will you know, say. Uh, the lyrics are probably the best thing about this album, though, because a lot of rap is is just the generic. Look how great I am! I'm the best! I'm the best! Sure, this at least had it. some substance to it, right? Yeah. Right, and that's my point: is 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 people who were growing up in those situations, I'm sure, related to that a lot. Yeah, and we're like, wow, these guys really get it. They understand. They they've been there. That was the best you thing know? about it. I thought was that yeah. it actually had something to yeah. say. Right, and I, I enjoyed that. I mean, if there's if there is a rap band that has something to say. Absolutely, yeah. This is it. I mean, yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, you know, you're right. fuck. So look, P Diddy, fuck, fuck every goddamn. I didn't. Rap I didn't hate the album. Um, I didn't love it. There were right. some songs I like. This like, song, "Welcome to the Terror I like that song. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and and not just because it had clips that Anthrax used. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wrote that down too. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's where they got that from. I <laughs> know. Oh, here we go. Has the this is a journey into sound here? Yeah. So did this album kind of wear on you after a bit? That was my experience with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I got kind of old after a while. I was like, I I was into it at first, and then I was like, I get it. I I liked it more towards the second half of the album. But as a band, they've always worn on me, and it's 99% Flavor Flav. I cannot fucking stand him. (laughs) He's not a very good rapper. (laughs) (laughs) He's irritating. He's grating. Yeah, Yeah, he is. You can only take so much, and you're like, all right. Yeah. But he doesn't really do that much. I mean, Chuck D. He does enough. Is the, the main vocalist guy, and Flavor Flay is kind of. He's the color guy. And he's, he's yeah, color commentation, and he, yeah. he just, he's, he's kind of like the spice. Yeah, like the spice. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's also sort of a rhythmic whine to all of their music like the the samples they use there's always a whining yeah sound yeah that's going on constantly and i just i, I hate it i, I saw them uh live with anthrax and that that was the experience <laughs> i was like mm-hmm. i get it <laughs> oh god i saw them i saw them in uh 2000 probably 10 or 11 and holy shit i was blown away I mean, they had a live band playing behind them. Okay, uh, but it was, they didn't it was, when I saw it. Them. Was Chuck and it was Chuck and uh, Flav, and I mean, you know, playing in bands myself. You know, I've moved around and jumped around and done all that stuff when I was young, and seeing them in two thousand ten or eleven, whatever it was, and seeing Chuck D and Flav control a stage like the way they did holy shit so it's like you know <laughs> these guys are definitely 
definitely older than me by a lot. And <laughs> yeah. uh, holy crap, are these guys fit as shit? I mean, it was <laughs> mind blowing how much. I mean, I, I I will say this: Iron Maiden. You know, you go to an Iron Maiden show, and Bruce will freaking be doing laps around the goddamn stage and doing you know costume changes. It is insane to watch him do what he does during a live show. Yeah, absolutely. This was the same kind of thing. Chuck D was just fucking all over the place. And it was so like, holy shit. But then you figure Chuck D probably doesn't drink like I do and uh, <laughs> probably doesn't do drugs. And He probably has a personal probably trainer. got like kind of, yeah. a, you know, some kind of Hindu, you know, mind meld weirdo <laughs> okay yeah well you, you guys know flavor flavor was fired right yes uh yeah. i mean but he's fired and then he came back and we're still not sure he is he was fired for what he, he got fired uh, pretty much uh public enemy was doing a show for a bernie sanders yeah. rally when, in california is when is this this was recent. And this was like, I don't like two know, months a month ago. and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Probably two months ago because yeah. we've all been inside for at least a month, right? Yeah. I don't even remember. Uh, yes. It was a show in California where Public Enemy was set to play a Bernie Sanders rally. Mm-hmm. Um, and Flav pretty much threw out on social media like, hey. It ain't fucking public enemy. Stop fucking talking about that shit. And, well, for the most part, you know. Wasn't it? it, it like, Flav was not involved in it. Yeah. Chuck it was, D was, because Chuck, Chuck D, D with, is fucking public enemy. Let's yeah, see. it was basically just Chuck D, and he was using the public enemy, you know. Oh, like, I see. Like, the logo and whatnot. Yeah. And Flav's like, no, that's not public enemy if I'm not involved. And then Chuck D's like, well, fuck you. You're not involved because I am the motherfucker. (laughs) How long has it been since Terminator X was in this band? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) right. (laughs) Wow. Who's replaceable here? Um, Is he technically out of the band still? He, well, that was the big thing. On April Fool's Day, Public Enemy's social media stance was just like, oh, it was all a big joke. Really? Still in the band. Yeah, I mean, and you can't really have Public Enemy without Flavor Flav. He has a point. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you should have it. But it's, I mean, <laughs> as far face. as, like, let, let, if you went to see them and there was no clock around the neck and there was no, yeah, boy, like, you'd be like, what I don't, I, hey, hey, I will flat out say I love Flav, uh, you know, but when I listen to Public Enemy, when his shit comes on, it's not what I'm listening to. Oh, I it's mean, the worst he, part of, he, about The guy them. is yeah. not in the, that. That guy ain't that smart. Chuck D is yeah. fucking no. intelligent, <laughs> and he fucking speaks some shit that is just like every piece of shit white southerner should be forced to listen to Public <laughs> Enemy <laughs> right. for like. No, I'm not saying it would eight be eight weeks on it, end. It's probably better without him in the band. It's just to be strange to see them without him there. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Do you remember that Howard Stern episode where he interviewed him <laughs> yeah. after he got arrested for beating his girlfriend? And they asked him why man. he did it. She burned my bacon, man. <laughs> That's why you beat your girlfriend? Because she burned your bacon. Okay. Yeah. Burned my bacon, man. <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of a shitty person. He, yeah. He, 
I mean, that's so weird, you know, considering the politics that, that Public Enemy espouses to, they have Flavor Flay in the band. I mean, you know, they're very, like, they really stress, yeah. like, don't join gangs. Being in a gang is stupid. Yeah. Be Good. part of, you know, Muslim nation, blah, 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 or whatever, Nation of Islam. You know, and they, oh, they, they push all bigger. of that, okay. but then Flavor Flay shows up at a goddamn <laughs> airport with a fucking gun in his back pocket. It's oh, like, Jesus. You fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> How did you not know that that was going to happen? <laughs> but Well, I, I also thought it was funny, um, kind of talking about hypocrisy. Uh, the yeah. song "Burn Hollywood Burn" yes. features Ice Cube, <laughs> who went on to be like yes. oh, a I huge know. Hollywood yeah. star. <laughs> that's that's probably my favorite. He's in there singing about how terrible Hollywood and is. And I was like, yeah, that is yeah, a good one a good because one. it's got it's got flavorful or it's yeah, got um, uh, Ice Cube and Big Daddy Crane. Oh, this is a Big good Daddy rap Kane, song yeah, all yeah. of a sudden. Okay, all right, good. It's not just Chuck D being angry and then idiot. Flavor Flav <laughs> doing whatever the fuck that he does. God, I, I feel hate like him. a whole lot. God, I fucking yeah. hate him. You feel like rap, but it's kind of the he same. Does thing. he does have one of he did coin one of my favorite quotes of all time, which is during a an MTV slash VH1 uh, celebrity softball game. He said, "I don't know what to say." Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I've always fucking loved that because it's so eloquent and so fucking stupid at the same time. And nobody else, I don't think, maybe Trump. Nobody else. Can do that. It's just great. Well, let's play a little bit of that. Burn Hollywood Burn. But it'll take a black one to move me. Get me the hell away from this TV. All the news and views are beneath me. So all I hear about is shots ringing out. About gang putting each other's head out. So I'd rather kick some slang out. All right, fellas, let's go hang out. Hollywood or would they not make us all as bad like I know they had. But some things I'll never forget. Here come the better verses. See me, big daddy and smooth word to mother. Let's check out a flick that exploits the color. Rolling through Hollywood late at night. Red and blue lights with a common sight. Pull to the curb, get played like a sucker. Don't fight the power, the motherfucker. As I walk the streets of Hollywood Boulevard, thinking how hard it was for those who started the movie, portraying the roles of butlers and maids, slaves and hoes. Many intelligent black men seem Ironically, uh, one of Exodus's best songs is also called Burn Hollywood Burn. <laughs> Sounds nothing like that, I'm sure. No. <laughs> I do feel like uh, rap's kind of like country, where older rap is a lot better than newer rap. Mm-hmm. Same as older country is a lot better than newer country. I feel like there was a point where something happened in rap where it was like, man, it's, ter- it's terrible these days. It's so bad. <laughs> like mumble rap is a thing, so and bad. that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's insane. It's terrible. And what what is her name? Why am I blanking? You know the big, she's like the biggest thing in rap right now. Nicki Minaj. She used to be a she used to be a stripper. I can't remember her name. Right oh now. yeah yeah yeah. No 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 no. no, no, no. Yes. Party oh B, yeah. She's so bad. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like what? Oh, it's, awful. it's because human beings are fucking idiots. Because <laughs> I mean, how the fuck 
all of the popular shit happens. I mean, let's face oh, regardless man. of rap. Oh my god. I mean, why doesn't everyone listen to metal? Because metal <laughs> is awesome and popular music, <laughs> pop rock is fucking shit. I, mean, I know. Well, yeah. we could have we could have we could have another conversation about that oh, yeah. for two more hours, yeah. but I did want to bring up uh let's see one more song. I liked uh Revolutionary Generation. I like that song too. And I liked well there's a couple more samples in the song that I recognize from actually a tribe called Quest. That part right there is featured in this song also by Tribe Called Quest. Which, this song is awesome, by the way. Because it's got Busta Rhymes in it. Oh, well, that's always good. Whenever he shows up, it's good. So, Keith, did you have another song or another um, something else you wanted to talk about with this album? No, I mean, uh, we played Fight the Power. We played, uh, I mean, we didn't do 911 as a joke. We do that. Yeah, we played a little bit of that. I mean, it's, yeah, probably one of the more popular songs on this album. So. I just love watching uh, Joe's head <laughs> while he listens to nine one one is a joke. <laughs> See, he is a guy that answers the phone. Like you know, when nine one one gets called, you I don't answer, answer it. Uh, no, no, I don't answer. Well, the phone. you don't it's answer the fucking phone call. He answers the call. <laughs> you he, he you end responds up, you know, to the stopping results someone of the call. from dying or you know cleaning yeah, up their brains from a car accident. I was just I was shaking my head at him. Well, nine one one wears the late crown. Like, there's no late crown. Like, your even your analogies or your metaphors are shitty. Like, you're <laughs> just stupid. Like, just get some, get a life, you fucking idiot. Oh. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. I, I get wow. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure that was a. Obviously, that was a problem in the cities in in the eighties and in nineties, but. I don't know. Do you have Still to today. really rile up all the whole? I don't know. Maybe you do have to rile up people about it before something happens. I don't know. But it's just a stupid lyric. Where's the late crown? Like, shut the fuck. <laughs> like, just because it rhymes with town, you you would the late crown. Like, that's shitty rhyming. Come on. <laughs> get a get some talent, you fucking idiot. Wearing a big clock is not talent. <laughs> Stupid. Made that motherfucker millions. 
Fuck him. He did. Fuck him. He probably blew it all too, but oh, he, he absolutely did. Yeah. All right. Well, should we uh, grade this and move on to Sisters of Mercy? Oh boy, yeah. grading. Whew. Oh, oh, I want to hear Tim and Eric's grading of this one. C minus. No, that's what D I was plus. thinking. Actually, yeah, D plus. I was just thinking straight C. D plus. Yeah, I would go the C minus range. It's like there's some good songs, but it's not like I'm not going back to this album. No, anytime soon. Yeah, never. Yeah, I'm done with this so. album. I'm finished. All done. Good, Keith. Um, I mean, this is this is a solid album. Uh, there are, I mean, it ain't a fucking nation of millions. So, I mean, I would give it a B. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. Discarded. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to yeah, uh, so the other album we're gonna talk about that has nothing to do with what we're supposed to be saying. A better album. A much yeah. better album. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, Sisters of Mercy. Vision Thing is the album. Uh, so you've got Andy Eldrick, Eldritch. Apparently did everything. Yeah, he, he is Sisters of Mercy. Yeah. So. Vocals, guitar, keyboards, producer, sleeve design, <laughs> additional <laughs> engineering. He didn't play drums? No. Oh. You didn't oh, play no. drums? Oh, oh, let's get to the drummer. Dr. Mm. Avalanche. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Doctor, like a wrestler. Yeah. Dr. Avalanche. <laughs> it says Dr. Avalanche drum machine drum. <clears throat> and he's been the drummer for the entire existence of the band. Yeah. And you got, uh, so Tony James on bass guitar. I, on, why do we say he when it's a goddamn. What, Dr. Avalanche? or Dr. Avalanche isn't a human being. It's a. Oh, it's a. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like his nickname. <laughs> no, no, Doctor Avalanche doesn't exist as a human being. It's just a, I a, a drum machine. Oh, okay. That that yes. Well, then why the, the fuck did they list him as band. a band member? Yes, as a joke. I guess that that is the hilarious thing about this band is it is mainly that guy, <laughs> the singer, and Doctor Avalanche, which is merely. A drum machine that you know he programs. He's kind of like a DJ. All right. There are other band members listed: Tony James on bass guitar, well, Andreas yeah. Andreas Brun on guitar, and Tim Brecano on guitar. All right. Um, yeah, I like this album. Yeah, I, was, I, uh, I really liked it. So this is another one of those bands that my wife was into, and I wasn't. And she actually owns this album, and so I was. Very excited to let her know that we're doing this album because she, you know, she's like, "What?" But also, you, you probably right. let me let, let me her, ask you probably you guys, hate to let her know that you liked it. No, not at all. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. No, not well, at all. Well, very mature. Well, Eric and Tim, I would love to get your opinion on this one. I mean, I am an old school Sisters of Mercy fan. 
Like, I actually did not own this album, and I never listened to it. Huh. So, really? I know. Huh? Really? I thought you I thought you had yeah. some. I did not know. I did never own this album. Then why the so- fuck are we talking about it? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was well, a fan, well, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I've, I've, I've got, you know, this band has three albums. This is the last one. Didn't own this one. Own the other ones. Okay. This album does not sound anything like the first two. Oh, oh really? Good. Oh, See, yeah. Go yeah. This is this stuff. is this album. Holy crap! Listening to it, I mean, his vocals sound similar, you know, obviously, but um, it's definitely more of a rock album. Uh, you know, there's definitely, you know, kind of a. Is a, the doctors playing about the same? <laughs> the doctors. <laughs> oh yes, the doctor. Yes, Doctor Avalanche. Avalanche, not Jeep. Avalanche. How he got programmed, <laughs> but um, it is it like. As an old school, you know, Sisters of Mercy fan with, um, you know, uh, First and Last and Always and uh, whatever the hell the other album is, um, you know, I I love, you know, what is it, 1949? That song is just like the epitome of fucking Sisters of Mercy. Floodland was the other album. Floodland, yes. Oh, God, Floodland. Uh, But the song, 19... 59 or 1949, whatever the fuck it is. 59, it's on uh, Spotify. Um, yeah, 1959. Holy shit, like, that is just, like, gothic to the nth degree, and nothing on this album is almost gothic at all. This is this is kind of a a rock album. Um, yeah. yeah. Still got his deep baritone, which is, you know, what defines It'd be weird if everything high he did. But, uh, I I loved I enjoyed this, but I I do not enjoy it as much as their first two. <laughs> I got a um really, I got a David Bo- David Bowie vibe from him big yeah. time. Yeah, me mm. too. Like it was Bowie and Killing Joke who were like the two bands that I was oh, thought Killing of. Joke. And also, this is for mm-hmm. Keith. Um, the song "More" is a part where yeah. it sounds like the Big F. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh yeah 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 uh-huh. yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah you're right yeah it sounds just like the big f or the big f i wouldn't be like surprised this. if they were a big fans of this band too yeah yeah but i can hear that berlin, now, yeah you, you say that I, I can definitely see that for sure yeah yeah i bet i bet berlin i bet uh, big f in berlin were probably into this group although they were out kind of the same time weren't they mm-hmm. same time Kind of a soul yeah. aspect to it. This you was know, with the backing vocals. This was a breath, breath yeah. of fresh air to me. This was really it's not, uh, this. I was I was almost listening to this. I was I was uh, there was part of me that was like, why the fuck haven't I heard this until now? Yeah, I was kind <laughs> yeah. of mad in a way. Yeah, because yeah. it, it was so like like I dug it. 
I dug it enough to be like, I should have known this when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Well, it wasn't in our orbit. Like, it wasn't, yeah, exactly. But it, but exactly. It, was so, is, it was so, it's so close to something that we would have. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's talk about that because okay. I mean, let's face this. This band is like the goth band. Like when you talk about goth, this is the band. And it really is their first two albums. This album sounds nothing like their first two albums. <laughs> you know, the first two albums are like, you know, more piano oriented, I guess. And, you know, I mean, it's. Well, should we play a little bit of that? Like 1959, you said that was a perfect example of oh, golf. Yeah, right? go, go, please. I would love to hear some of that. That doesn't sound like goth to me. <laughs> Sounds like ghost. Yeah. It does, actually. Yes. Which is kind of goth. Yeah. I know my wife has this album, too, because I recognize the album cover. She's a big fan. I'm surprised Ghost hasn't covered something of this album. Oh, they should. I would love to hear that. I could totally hear Ghost doing this. It's a little low for him, but it's so boy. It is. It really is. This is off the first album. Second. Album. This is their second album. Second. Okay. Floodland. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, check that right there is the epitome of the most gothic song that's ever existed. <laughs> uh, you know, and this band was just so goth. I bet. So I bet That's, Typo Negative that, loved this band. I was going to oh. say, I was going to say that, right? I was going to, like, that is so Richard Steele, right? Yeah, for Peter sure. Steele. Peter Steele. Oh, Peter, Peter. Peter Steele, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, mm-hmm. it would have just been a little slower and deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely for sure. But you you guys should listen to the rest of their yeah, album. I will. I, we will. I, I, I know. Yeah. I want to now. I just, yeah, I, I want to that's, the, that's the thing that's frustrating about, like, how did we all miss this? I know. I mean, <laughs> well, what's, what's, what's crazy about that, Joe, is, you know, I got introduced to Sisters of Mercy by, you know, uh, John Wood, mm-hmm. you know, Fane. And, um, you know, I, you know, fell in love with what I heard and I went out and got uh, Floodland immediately. And holy shit, that is, I'd say, their best album. But um, even that, part there was very like black parade like it still resonates to like fairly recent stuff there's yeah yeah, yeah. there's very it's this i got some of that too sure yeah and i don't i don't know why this isn't more did we is it just the three of us that missed out keith like are we stupid like no i think yes. just the people we were hanging yes, with you are stupid were listening to metal and so. um yeah. i am Vastly more intelligent. That's what um, I thought. I thought you might have been more intelligent. I don't know. I mean, I mean, what would we have thought of this in 1990? I don't think I would have liked it. I don't think I would like it either. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't yeah. know if I would. I don't know. I don't think I, I, maybe, don't think may, I would. Maybe mid 90s, I would have. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. So, okay. So we said um, Bowie, obviously, yeah. is in there. When. Um, the other, the other band, or the other people I was thinking of was, um, and I wrote it to Eric. I'm, I'm, a, I'm forgetting somebody. I heard um, there's a bit of Frank Black. Yeah, I got a little um, bit of that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Oh, Nick Cave. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. We got See that. that. And then um, there's one more. Tom Waits. I always put Tom oh, Waits. That was, those are the three. Those were, yeah. those were the three. Yeah, but I can I can get that too. Tom Waits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's face it. When it comes to this band, it's a bit more drawn out. It's a bit more dra- dramatic. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, let, let's talk specifically about this album. Um, I mean, that's one thing. Like, the tempo of this... You know, we played a little of 1949. Uh, You felt how slow that is. This is a lot more upbeat. It's a lot faster. It's a driving beat through most of the songs, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's Um, almost a there's almost a white zombie ish like like grind of. It's not the same tempo, but white zombie didn't even exist yet, did it? No, that's not what I mean. I'm trying to just draw a correlation. Like there's uh, like white zombies. Um, Astro 2000 kind of had a, you know, like a, a thematic groove through most of the songs, yeah. and these kind of have that same thing too. Yeah. Do you, That's do what you else feel that? You know. What yeah, I, mean? I know what you mean. And obviously, this was before, but I mean, like there was a almost industrial type. Well, he had Doctor Avalanche. <laughs> doctor with a K, by the way. Doctor, Doctor. It's, it sounds very late eighties. The, the sound of it, the drum, the drum machine sound, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the melodies yeah, and things. But um, drum machine, it is a drum a, machine. Well, it's like it's like rock mixed with soul because you got like these cool background soul yeah, singers, yeah. and you've got, and I, then you've got this like weird Killing Joke type vocal performance thing that he does every now and then. That's like, what? Did, where did that come from? Yeah, <laughs> that was badass. I don't know where it came from. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like this, his distorted vocal thing. You know, these songs should have been like a Quentin Tarantino film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, something fast was probably my favorite song on the album, or one of my favorites on the album, and that definitely has like a Frank Black. Yeah, Los Angeles. Sounds like Los Angeles, right? A little bit, yeah. That sounds just like it. What are we doing? (laughs) He ripped this off. I'm at the man. Stand he was a good man. <laughs> Selling insurance. Mary's left and right, but none of them down. I see. Yeah, the Dennis David Bowie. Now it's Bowie, yeah. I don't want to be the last. <laughs> That's Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really good, though. It's. We'll put, can you, do you have do you have that available? Yeah, I'm sure I do. Let me see. God, he really ripped that off. I <laughs> this is like the fifth time we've played this song on the podcast. But that, that is it, right? It sounded very similar. I I definitely I did when I was listening. I did remind me of that song. Like I could, I specifically thought of that song. So I know what you're saying. <laughs> I met a man. He was a good man. <laughs> Actually, same chords, very similar. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Was this a song? There was a song. I think it was ribbons at the end where he's just like screaming. It's fucking awesome. I think it is that one. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Incoming. Great. I love that. That's where I was. I think that's where I was like, okay, that's killing joke. Totally <laughs> killing joke. And you know, come on. Prong covered Vision Thing, the song, and I, I don't know if other bands have covered this band, but I feel I like some bands it, they but. should. These songs are all very yeah, cover worthy. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here that could be super heavy. Yeah. Yes. Be, Actually, yeah. there's a remix. On the version I have. Yeah, there's uh, some remix stuff on the... Um, yeah, there's a bunch of versions of the album on Spotify. Yeah. yeah there's a, oh, when you, when you Don't See Me has a remix that's heavier. Hmm. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. Like, you can hear the... You, basically, it's just the instruments you can hear better, but it, it's heavier. Oh, I see it here. Right here. That sounds like Ghost. Oh, yeah. That's yes. Ghost. Yes. Oh my god, that sounds just like Cat's Ghost. Oh my god, that's like rats, right? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and bear in mind, this album doesn't sound like any other sister's album. He had he had to have listened to this band. Like, there's no doubt. Well, now I, now I know why my wife likes Ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They sound just like this band. Should play the uh, the prong version of. This vision thing. Yeah. The who? Them? Prong. Prong. Oh no shit. Yep. Yeah, Prong should do them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So Tommy Victor knew. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I think um, Kirk Hammett was wearing a Sisters of Mercy shirt. Yeah, I think he was. Interview I saw at some point too. So that sounds right. Yeah. A lot of people knew about him. Just yeah. we didn't. Hey, yeah, not us. Everybody should know about this band. This band is not a metal band. So no, make no like assertions. We that... have not talked about a metal band yet. No, we no, haven't. We've not. <laughs> I feel like there. I feel like they're metal enough, though. They are not. But I feel like they, they are. Oh my god! I mean, this what, is uh, what are you easily you to... their most metal album. Okay, and it's still rock. At best, I don't know. Uh, first you're, two, you're drawing like some vague lines. Like, like I, I'm a fan of this band. I feel you like weren't. So eat my dick. <laughs> Why can't he? Of course, he's a fan of this band. He's a new fan, but he's a fan. Okay, you can't I call mean, him a fan. This album, listen to first and last and always. I don't know. What do you? What are there? Vision. A certain amount of sixteenth notes you have to play to be a metal band? Like what? What are you talking about, Give? Like, I think civil. Uh, this is a lot faster. There's a lot if, more of a rock. Imagine they had like a, a a video that was, you know, I don't know, not not spectacular in some necessarily weird genre. Like if that was on Headbangers Ball, do you think we would have appreciated one of those songs? I think we would have. 
I think a vision thing had been a, a video that was. Yeah, I think so. I I see your point because I mean, we 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 did the big F and we yeah. compared them to them. I mean, if you're yeah. going to call the big F metal, they have a metal attitude. Yeah, there's a like. there's a there's a metal. It's, it's driving. There's a a groove. Yeah, it's not it's not poppy it's, at yeah, all. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not Pantera, but it's, it's not glam. No, no, no certainly. No. No. Well, let's go. Let's go back to the ghost comparison. Yeah, I mean, if, if they like? sound a lot like Ghost, at least okay. If this album sounds a lot like Ghost, or Ghost sounds a lot like this album, yeah, then I I think we yeah I not? think I mean not there are metal elements. A weird video and some ridiculous shit going on in there. I think we would have liked this, right? Does that make sense? Like, am I- yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's not close metal, enough. but it's got... We liked Tool got, when they came out, and that's yeah. not a, like, Sober was yeah, not a I know metal song. Yeah. But you're... No, and Cluster on a metal band, but they're... Right. You know, there's a bunch so of stuff. Like I that. think uh, the world yeah. screwed us over by not turning us on to them sooner. What was the show after? Was it 120 yeah. minutes? Matt, I blame Matt Pinfield. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't play this. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're here. We're going to talk about Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> How about you You guys played a little of the earlier stuff? Play a little of Nine Well Nine. Ah, this sounds a lot more like something my wife would listen to. Yes. It's very 80s. This. That snare. Oh my god. Is that them? It's doo doo. Yeah. I know. And it's passing slowly. Killing time. Okay. That is what Sisters of Mercy is supposed to sound like. What do you mean they're supposed to? If they have three albums, how can you really say what they're supposed to sound like? Okay. Well, that's. Because the first two of the three sound like that. That was was 19. 85. Okay. By the way. So they were progressing and getting better. Well, let's at least talk about, mention why the fuck we're talking about Sisters of Mercy. We didn't even bring that up. Sisters of Mercy. I thought you told us to. You know. Yeah. uh, Yes. I eat my fucking dick, you goddamn (laughs) dumb shit. Okay. So. It's a weird interpretation of what I said, but okay. Public Enemy was a band that we just listened to, and they have a relation with Anthrax, who is a band we're about to talk about. Correct. Somehow, Sisters of Mercy, cool. in 1991, ended up touring with Public Enemy. Oh, okay. It is pretty much considered one of the biggest disasters of a tour that has ever <laughs> existed. Now, nice. at the time, you know, bear in mind, all of our viewers are as old as us know that Lollapalooza had started in 1990. And it was because of that that the lead singer of Sisters of Mercy figured, like, hey, I want to do something like this. So that's how he got a hold of, you know, the public enemy people. And Public Enemy and Sisters of Mercy started touring together. Now, they did this in England, and it worked okay there. In America, 
<laughs> if you can just fathom for a second, just close your eyes and just imagine the crowd that showed up to see Public Enemy looking over and staring at the crowd that showed up to see Citizens of Mercy. <laughs> Completely that opposite. That fell no. apart. And uh, eventually this tour uh, just got halted. Uh, I believe they were after an L.A. show. It was just like, you know, somebody finally just this is like, guys. Yeah. Sorry. This is uh, this this. <laughs> This ain't going to work. It's cool you tried it, but it didn't work. Let's just stop this now. Because, yep. holy shit, why the fuck would those two bands ever be on tour together? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, that should never happen. But uh, it did, and it was a massive failure, and it <laughs> didn't even last to the end of the tour. Shocking. They finally cashed in and just said, fuck this shit. It ain't working. But that is why... The relationship from Public Enemy to Sisters of Mercy, why we're talking about Sisters of Mercy on a metal show that still has nothing to do with rap. It's like the Kevin Bacon thing. <laughs> yeah, eventually you get there. Yeah, I, We need to at least explain like, degrees, why the yeah. fuck we're talking about Sisters of Mercy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. And we all like it. And I love that you guys like it. This album is definitely like I like this album. The first two. See, I love. That's, the first I, two. I think I completely agree, uh, disagree based on just hearing that first right. album. The little bit of the first album I heard. No, yeah. thank you. That was like, um, what is that band? Joy Division Goth. type shit. Yes, yes, yeah. it is. It, no, I mean Joy Division and like The Cure and all of that crap. This. Band Sisters of Mercy is the most goth band that exists. And then they broke up after this. This is the last album. Uh, kind of. It's it's kind of weird because I mean the main two people of the band are the singer and uh, was it Doctor what Avalanche? <laughs> Doctor Avalanche. Yes, those are the two yeah. main people in the band. Hmm, okay. Um, it's a shame because it sounds like they're progressing. He, he ran into a lot of uh, problems being, with the structure of the music industry. He being which one? He, Clearly, Avalanche Eldritch, I believe is his name. <laughs> okay, the, right. the, the the lead singer. The computer um, is okay though. What? The computer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Doctor Avalanche didn't have any problem with it. He navigated the scene perfectly. Yeah. yeah. But one way or another, he was so pissed off about, you know, you know, no. you know the money involved and all that. He pretty much led him to just say fuck it. All right. And stop yeah. doing anything. Sorry, I'm I'm drinking. And, uh, really? No. It says on Wikipedia, it says that he and he kept touring in Europe mostly until 93. Oh. Dr. Avalanche? <laughs> he him and Dr. Avalanche. He probably took Dr. Avalanche with him in a suitcase. Yes. I mean, Dr. Yeah. Avalanche was his best friend. Yeah. So. And I mean, let's face it. When it comes to goth music, you got to realize that, yes, Dr. Avalanche was his best friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's a good yeah, best friend. Like he completely left the music industry in '97. He did a product. He produced an album 
for the band SSV. I don't know who that is, but yeah. What's Dr. Avalanche doing nowadays? <laughs> is he working on the COVID problem? <laughs> Maybe. Is he part of the Corona Task Force? Did he tell Trump that you need UV light in your organs? That's right. That would make sense. <laughs> you put the light in your body. Unless right. he, but he's doctor with the good German. Doctor. So I mean, he may be in Germany. We should talk about anthrax. We should. Well, we are going to. So in other words, <laughs> just to play back this band, Sisters of Mercy, toured with a band called Public Enemy. Yeah. We heard as it that. turns out was very big influence on a certain member of a band called Anthrax. Couple members, yeah. That guy yeah. was Scott Ian. Well, all right, fine. Charlie, but not Charlie. Charlie might have liked him too, but yeah. Scott is the reason I think that they ended up um, doing bring the noise with him. Yeah, which yeah. ended up causing a lot of white people to think that they could rap. <laughs> there are lots of white people who can rap. There are at least three, like Corn. Corn. <laughs> He's man. calling this all the birth members of Corn. I know, I know. so yeah. well. I know you're, you're saying that that was the birth of rap rock, which yeah, probably so. I never liked Corn. Not a single song. No. What did I walk into? Keith doesn't like Corn. Is that the problem? Correct. Yeah. And we talk is... about. Let's talk about Anthrax. Everyone likes Anthrax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of let's people talk about. A lot of people time. like Anthrax. Way more people don't like Anthrax. Just so you know, and that could go for. Every band we talk about on this podcast. Well, the four of us like Anthrax. Yeah. There you go. Well, let's fans. talk about this album because I fucking love this album. Good. Let's get Good for it. you. I do love this album. I think um, two of us were at this show, right? Yes. You, me and you. Yes. I didn't know you then, though. No. I didn't know you. But I was there. I was not. I mean, I knew, I knew Eric. But not, I didn't know Eric. <laughs> I don't mean carnally. I've never known him that way. <laughs> All right. But we weren't, like, tight yet. No. I think but we knew each other played baseball. I'm going to shock you. When I saw this band live, they opened with this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this uh, this album obviously is a huge improvement off from their last album. How did they do that? <laughs> I have a feeling it has something to do with what Craig was talking about with being forced in the studio and having it's gotta be. I mean, Scott even talks about this book before too. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. As we were, all, you know, with Seriforia, you know. They didn't have enough time to do it, and this time they did, and they really fucking, I mean, god damn it, when you think about this band, I mean, obviously Among the Living is, I don't know that any of us could really say that anything's ever going to top that, because you know, I don't know when it, it came out, and, and I mean, the content of it, yeah, yeah this yeah. album, and I mean, yeah. they have, okay, They've got a few other classics that have Among come the out Living, recently. Yeah. Among the Living like, was, holy shit, this F fucking album. 
Okay, but among the living, if we want to like try to put some perspective right away on on their albums, right? Among the living, probably the best Anthrax album of the. Well, definitely of the eighties. When we real definitely hundred percent slash nineteen nineties. The the first Belladonna era, right? Yeah, that was his, right, yeah, yeah. that was the best album. Yeah, and then um, <clears throat> they've put out a couple albums more recently that yeah. I think are in the discussion of. I, I love we can that. talk about that. Yeah, that is the absolute reason I love this fucking band, and I mean Iron Maiden too. I would say mm-hmm. like they as so many bands just continue producing shit. This band has absolutely, you know, maintained a quality that you know so many other people just can't, mm-hmm. and it's it's it's, well, it's uh, I was going to ask, more. where would you? So, uh, of course, we just said among among the living is has got to be their top number that's, one. That's number number one, one is among the living. Where would you put this album though? Where would you put Persistence of Time? Like in the uh, mix of, I, I, it's in my top five, but I don't know. Like, do I like this better than Worship Music? I don't know. Maybe I don't not. Know. It's hard to say. Are you, um, well, do you? Put I it? would say it's definitely in the top three for me. Mm. Is this overall? See, I like Sound like, of White Noise. Are you see? Okay, I don't listen ask, to any you, of the fucking John. Are you Bush. including the John Bush eras? I'm including any of anything. Okay. anything. All right. Yeah, I don't even know any of that. I've never listened to any of it. Why though? Like, I don't know. That's your that's your worst flaw, Keith. Keith like you're blind spotting yourself. <laughs> flat like, out, flat out, flat out. That's right. so much for of the best stuff for me, oh, John yeah. Bush. When I was young, when I was young, I thought of these bands as being this like great. Entities of the world, and it was just like Anthrax and Metallica, and uh, you know right. whatever. But and then when they kicked Joey out, it was it was just that was a an a but why would moment you in my chance? life where it was just like a kick in my gut. It was like how could why, they though? do that? He's not Joey. your he's not your uncle. I I didn't <laughs> fucking know that, and especially. You know, like, know I wasn't even, you know, I didn't eventually become being in a band that had a fallout that led to other bands' existence. And, uh, Wait, you know, I'm not, if John Bush had ended up sucking, then it would have been a bad move. But he's one of the best metal singers out there. So, yeah. yeah and they yeah. were one of their best albums ever. Yeah. After this, Sound of White Noise. actually, uh, the whole the eight ball album too is is great. Volume right? eight. Yeah. I still have not listened to any of it, and I have maybe I will someday. Man, really, but. Stomp four four two is the only bad album with him. It's, it's, really, that's I mean, not even bad either. Really bad. It's just no. kind of there. Yeah, but you're I mean, gonna, you look at you're not going to be disgusted by it. No, you're just kind of going to be like, uh, uh, but yeah, like was, volume eight. Was, we've come for you all. Volume eight. Sound of White Noise all. Solid albums, really good. Sound of White Noise is one of their best albums. It's their second yeah, best album. It's their second best. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. What after Among the Living? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah. So then I number but the three last, would the be last two albums. I don't know. They're so good too. This yeah. might be the number three. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hard. know though. Yeah, the last two were very good. Worship music. Worship music. Joey, worship music. Joey exactly. integrated worship music. Well, Joey learned to integrate his vocals more into their. Sound so I think Joey's a better singer now, believe yeah. it or not. Than yeah. he, like, exactly. God, yeah. that's what the one thing that pisses me off. 
Like, when Joey got kicked out of this band, I was so pissed off. I pretty much just was like, fuck you, Anthrax. You should have been mad at him, though. Not Anthrax. What? You should have been mad at Belladonna, not Anthrax. Oh, because he was drinking too much? Yeah. Oh, I get it. (laughs) I get the irony. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Well, I... If you guys haven't read Scott Ian's book, I highly suggest. I know Joe, you you were the one to introduce it to me. So, but he talks a lot about the fact, you know, he the changes that that band went through and how it was always trying to get to that next level that you know where Metallica was and the steps they were trying to take to get there. And he thought, okay, well, we're not doing it with Joey, you know, and maybe if we hire this other singer, we can get to that next level. And and they never. I mean, they can never quite get there. So what, what you're saying, I mean, <laughs> it, it's pathetic that they're thinking about like they could never quite get there. You know, as if they're looking for success. Holy shit, we're talking What's about wrong one with of the most successful metal <laughs> bands that has ever existed. Right, Fuck but you. I think shut Scott- up. Just enjoy like it was the fact that you got success. to do it. Metallica had produced the vast majority of them didn't. Metallica put out Injustice for All, and they were like, they heard Kansas Roses. They're like, we need to sound better than that. Like, there's always that, whatever level you're at as a band, if you're marketable and you're commercial, you're going to be like, we need to be better than the next thing above us. Like, that's just right. That's just natural. I. Yeah. See, that's I would say fuck capitalism. Well, uh, okay, but that's a different what you're discussion. Saying is like, oh my god, we gotta but compare ourselves. No, fucking do what you want to fucking do. Well, that's what we're doing on this podcast. We don't care about what? capitalism on this podcast. But when your livelihood is selling albums and you want to sell more, so capitalism. You don't want to be ACDC. You want to sell more. Yes, yes, of course. ACDC sold more albums than <laughs> no, virtually he's, he's, all the other uh, bands. They're not, no, I'm about saying they, they started putting out the same album over. Yeah, it's the same thing over and over. All right. They got happy with right. where they were. Like, Anthrax hi, wanted, good to, for they them. wanted to play arenas, and they weren't playing arenas. They were playing theaters and clubs. So they Yeah, like, and they wanted right. to headline those plays. Like, they were seeing their peers. They were seeing bands like yeah, Metallica and Slayer band, and Megadeth. And, and, and look at Metallica. these big arenas. Like, Anthrax was a band that had, had had Metallica live with them initially. Yeah. yeah. And gave them, like, shelter and food. And then eventually they surpassed them. So, of course, there's a, there's a pride thing where you, you want to be right. above that. You want yeah. to get, you know. Like, and you always want to write the next best record. Like, you want to, after you write a record, like, how, how do we top that? I mean, Metallica talks about that all the time. Like, you, as an artist, you're never satisfied. You always want to do the next best thing, the better thing. And I think that's what they were trying to do. And he was thinking, well, I think we're doing pretty damn good, but obviously it's not as good as I think because we're not at that level that Metallica is or, or Slayer or Megadeth. So we need to do something better, do something different. And that's just, that was only his only point. I and mean, that's was, the point I'm trying to make. Was there also a, so. a desire to sound a little bit more 90s? At that point, Probably, they yeah. hired Bush, changed the sound to be oh, a little yeah, more yeah, yeah. gritty and sound more like mm-hmm. Alice in Chains, Alice in Chains I mean, producer, and you know, I, I would absolutely agree. I mean, the, like, let's face it: when 
you know, Metallica kicked out Joey for drinking too much. Uh, it wasn't. Who? What? <laughs> anthrax. I mean, it was anthrax. Anthrax. What did I say? Metallica. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I've been drinking. Yeah, when Anthrax kicked out Joey for drinking too much, it was because like they wanted to change their sound. What? Why do you keep doing the air quotes or the sarcastic voice? Because I think it's pretty well documented, and Joey's admitted that he was an alcoholic at that point. Like, it's not okay. It's not a, okay, uh, fine. He was an alcoholic. I still don't is, see how I, is that is that like a contested fact of history? Like I don't I I still don't comprehend why they kicked him out of the band. He, his vocals were not aligning with the with what they wanted. With his they, wanted, yeah. they, they wanted, were getting heavier with their music, and his vocals were staying like the the high pitch, like you hear on yeah, the eighties. No 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 no, 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 no. What do you mean? No? He had talent. And could they didn't actually do range. They never now, said yes, he didn't have he that could, talent. He could have. I. This is where I disagree. I think he could have easily done what they wanted him to do, but they didn't give a shit. They wanted John Bush. John Bush. John Bush. Why would yeah. you want to go through the upheaval of a new singer if you don't have to do it? And you're right. He did have the talent to do it because I think on the last... When, yeah. Since he's rejoined the band, he's shown yeah. that he can't yeah, yeah. sing. Yeah, you listen to all the reasons yet. It's just like, wow. And his rant, he's you there. Where they, it would have been he, awesome if they never kicked him out of the band. Right, but he wasn't singing like that. No. I, I, and and why would why would they want the upheaval of a new singer and trying to find a new I singer? I don't know. It wasn't in the band. <laughs> like right, we're getting way off topic. Oh, yeah. This is like, but, I mean, look. But it, okay, well, how do you guys feel? Like, is am I right, or is is I, does that make sense? When they like, when they hired John Bush, I was overjoyed because I love that guy. Right, but but at, at the same time, like if Joey Belladonna had been singing in a lower register or had a better range, like he does on the last. Oh, set he of had that range. He had it then in the eighties and nineties. But if, if oh God. I, like, so why would my you? Opinion. There's no way you would get rid of a singer like Joey if he was doing what you wanted him to. Like, there's like, and I don't, I don't even think there was animosity with him as far as a person. He was just that. Well, I shouldn't say that because because hey, Scotty does make, let's, does make let's, let's, let's let's get to it. Let's talk about Dan Spitz. <laughs> Well, he's he's such a minor player in that, which is weird. He's he is such a minor player in that band, and and that's weird because with uh, so many thrash bands that we we've discussed in the eighties, like or towards the nineties, like the the soloist is like like the solos are a big deal, right? But Dan Spitz, how many times have you ever thought in your head like, oh, that's a Dan Spitz solo? Like, oh, yeah, yeah no. that's great. It is true. Yeah, like, of the of the big four bands. You don't, you know, you think of solo, even Slayer, you, you think of some of the yeah. solos. <laughs> well, but <laughs> I mean, Hammond, I mean, he was talented. Dan Spitz wasn't. No, I, I no, think Dan Spitz was a fine guitar player. He was perfectly I mean, serviceable. He was talented. But, yeah. I mean, let's face it. He ended up in a metal band that made a hell of a lot more money than any of us I think ever the solo did. and only. Yeah, that's the only one you can think of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's that's like it's because good. it follows the melody. Yeah. Because it's like, bam, bam. And he kind of yeah. like gets into it, yeah. But, yeah. Um, 
Actually, the solos on that album are all pretty good. And he good. started out in Overkill with the weird makeup. Yeah, he did. That? I know. No, that's right. Yeah. Wait, Dan Spence yeah. did? Yeah. Yeah, he was in Overkill. With the with their <laughs> glam makeup. Yeah. That weird black highlighter stuff. Oh, it was bad. It's really bad. I didn't I didn't say the band members, but I think we've already said all of them at this point, so pretty much. <laughs> People know. Yeah. Joe well, let's, Joey, uh, Danny, so, Scotty, Frankie, Charlie. There you go. Yeah. Do you think they wrote but they were writing the stuff that would end up on Sound of White Noise. Um, and they were like, this doesn't work with our current singer. Or do you think that they got John Bush and said, now we can write stuff that's a little bit heavier because we have a singer who's... I think I, I think your first statement was right. I think he talks about I that believe, in the book, too. Well, let's let's, let's face right. it. I mean, Charlie and Scott are the guys that you really are anthrax. Yeah. You know, as much as there are different vocalists, they... Have had you know different guitarists, whatever. Those guys are the ones that create the music, so on and so forth. Uh, I think they, you know, wanted to you know make the change to give them a more guttural and more. I mean, you know, we were talking about Pantera earlier. That's probably part of why they went with this sound, but Pantera yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean. Pantera's existence, I think, changed the entire landscape of the industry. Yeah, it could be. I would say once once they came out with Phil, and it was just like, whoa, yeah, they we could do that instead of this high end. It was, yeah. It, I think shit. Tim said earlier it was to sound more '90s, which I think is probably yeah. accurate too. Yeah, they were people were veering away, but like Joey's range is more of it's a, an '80s sound falsetto like yes. you know it's, it's well so it's, it, it falsetto regardless the the one thing that pisses me off that so pisses me off is the fact that joey has range yeah he can do soprano he can do alto he can even do tenor that yeah. guy actually has range to do all of it when i was listening to this i was li- you know, yeah, but so this is the Bush. one <laughs> album that i actually own of all the albums we're talking about and um god damn it it's it's it just he really could have done you know, you know the big complaint was that he wouldn't have been able to be the angry blah 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 yeah he he was plenty pissed on this album Wait yeah a minute. if if you with the hindsight now of the last couple of anthrax albums like i can completely hear joey singing sound of white noise I th- yeah i could hear that it wouldn't be as growly it wouldn't be as guttural but yeah, he would have he could have nailed it but from when i when i was listening to the to uh persistence of time to sound of white noise i would have never imagined that no, like, like, because because no. he was so high pitched no. on everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it seemed it seemed as though I mean that's the one thing. Like when you read the interviews or whatnot, you know. Let's face it: the the songwriters were Charlie and Scott, and uh, you know they handed him the lyrics, and he, you know, needed to figure out how to sing them. So he'd sing them the way he wanted to in the journey esque way, so mm-hmm. to speak. 
Sure. Because, I mean, I think Journey and all those weirdo... Oh, he was one of bands. You know, I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. You know, he's probably yeah. a big Styx fan. You know? Should, yeah, we, he is. should we assume that people have heard the uh, some of the good last couple of Anthrax albums? Like, I mean, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't listen to the because newer they, they stuff should because oh, yeah, some should. of the best stuff they've ever. Oh, done. holy crap! The Absolutely. new Anthrax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last well, let's, let's focus on this album because yeah. we right, haven't yeah. done well, enough. I know you want to do well, that. This, yeah, I mean, because let's face it, this album deserves. I credit. guess we haven't started really, have we? No, we we've been talking about no. nothing but John Bush and Joey Baldana. We haven't even talked about this album. We should really discuss this album. <laughs> yes, let's please. Okay, so that's a good starting point. Let's do that. So uh, this album, well, you played a little bit of the intro, right? I did. Yeah, I played a little bit of time. And in uh, so. when I remember seeing them on stage, they had the uh, like the basically the album cover, the big but clock, in 3D, yeah. you know, yeah. with the bones and everything. Yeah. And I I just remember when uh, Frank Bello and um, Scott Ian came out just jumping around, stomping on stage. It was like the most incredible thing for me, like. Because it was the first metal show I'd ever been to, and this, they were just like, even though I was far away in the in the seating, like they were just huge figures on stage. And of course, Dan Spitz went on to his little corner, just stood <laughs> yeah. there the whole show. All huge except for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Joey came out eventually when the when he started singing, and 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 you know he was a big presence on stage too. But but like um, Scotty and and Frank Bella were just just like enormous <laughs> like in relation they would yeah. you read them like, or yeah eric you probably see them too like you you know right oh yeah yeah like those two are just like huge motherfuckers on stage mm-hmm. and it was well frank is all over the place too yeah, frank he just he's just non-stop running around so it's hard to miss him yeah and then um, uh the stomping on uh with uh scott ian mm-hmm. yeah just constantly yeah. Which, yeah. That was the point where he had like a bald head and the, the big beard. Yeah. 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 So it was, That's it, his Angus Young impersonation. Yeah. It was just, God, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I do want to, I do want to say, I, I mentioned earlier that, which kind of, I think got us into the topic of talking about Bush, but um, in Scott Ian's book, he does say that he's like, now he's in a really good place with where his band is. He's not looking to make that next leap. Like he's comfortable and, you know, obviously he's a lot older course but i think it just you know when you're younger you're hungry you want to go higher 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 you want to get that next big thing you know so yeah but he is now they're like yeah we're in a good place things are things are good so um and he should be because the last two albums have been fantastic so yeah yeah absolutely um so let's see i was gonna talk about the drums at the end of time the the way it fades out but it just gets like even crazier yeah it does the way it just There you go. What? What? It's ridiculous. <laughs> How is that even human? That sounds like Dr. Avalanche yeah. did that. 
<laughs> He's secretly the best thrash drummer of the 80s slash early 90s. He is. He is. I think he is the I best mean, drummer. How is, and then who the hell else? But everybody's like Lombardo. But Lombardo was no. just a big fucking show off. He, you know, time out. Time out. He was, <laughs> wrong with he was no. incredibly talented. Yeah, yeah. No, there is something compared to. Compared to Benante, compared to Charlie, yeah, he yeah, sucks. Charlie is better. <laughs> yeah, sucks. <laughs> Just because he can do a fucking fill at the end of every fucking riff on, on the second album. <laughs> he was talented. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with Lombardo. <laughs> um, God, you fucking dumb fuck. Did <laughs> he write guitar riffs? No. That's true. Not that I know of. Charlie Benante is one of the best... Like musicians, yeah. Like as a pure musician, of all time, like yeah, by far. Well, one one thing I like about this album, I, I took a note on this, is I, it's a good example of being heavy, but not using traditional heavy riffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's uh, a lot of this album that yeah. isn't actual, like just straight on the E. They're just like going, dun, dun, dun. it's you know they're the use down of through the, it. Right? Yeah, yeah keeping the heavy. family as heavy as fuck. Oh. Right, but I, I guess let me yeah. find an example. I know, I know what you mean, though. There's not a lot of that on the album. I mean, for me, I mean, this album, uh, as it was coming up to, to come out, uh, there's a lot of talk about it. And, uh, well, a friend of mine caught wind that my brother was going to buy it. So I beat him to the punch. And I bought this album <laughs> on tape, you know, before he had a chance to. And it pissed my brother off because, let's face it, I just handed him my copy of it after I bought it. But he thought he was going to be the one to buy it. And uh, he wasn't because I got to buy it first. Cool. So fuck you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want to go about song by song here, or what? what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit, kind of ish. The the first four songs are all very long, which is surprising. I was, yeah, I made a note about that. I didn't even notice that, but I, 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 yeah, this is a long album. Well, the first four songs are over all over six minutes. Yeah, there's a couple that are seven, right? Like, yeah, two two songs are seven. Yeah, I never really noticed that, but you're right. I'm looking. Yeah, I made a note of that saying it's it's impressive that they could, you know, have two songs in a row that are seven minutes, but they don't drag and they're No. And you don't even notice. Like they You're go not, by. Yeah, I never oh, noticed shit. that either, but Yeah. But I get it. They do. Yeah. But Anthrax has never been a really like short song band, I, I never felt like. Not no, not really. Anthrax was, okay. Like the five minute range. Let's have yeah. a let's let's break this down, guys. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Guys. I said break it down. <laughs> hey. <laughs> this deli chase is unacceptable. Thank you. Hey. All right, go ahead. Anthrax. Like, yes. So they're big four, right? Huh? Yes. Aren't they kind of oddball in a way? Like, Well, definitely. Yeah, yeah. they're up the four. East Coast, the yeah. East Coast guys. East Coast guys. And they're kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. were, they were weird clothes. They, they yeah. weren't known as the big partiers, even though they actually were. Which we found out in the book, right? Yeah. But uh, so, like, the fact that the these songs are kind of sort of long, epic-ish, 
is is weird. Um, <clears throat> even if you think about like their um, song structure, it's not like the other the West Coast bands, right? Yeah, I agree. It has an I East Coast sound to it. Am I, am I being too esoteric no. or, or what? There's less of what Eric was saying with uh, riding the E and yeah, uh, there's just a completely different. Like they're completely different. Yeah. Than the other other three. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They don't have that single note like uh, uh-huh. Megadeth is big on that single note like riff. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bam, 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 like kind of uh, minimalisha. Yeah. Style. Yeah. Now this is this is East Coast thrash. East Coast so, metal. I I mean I think that's that's big to point out with them, right? Like absolutely. And, and this is this album is. We talked about uh, State of Euphoria before, mm-hmm. which is kind of a doo doo album, mm-hmm. right? Honestly, yeah, it's not their best moment. And no. they would even they they, they know, yeah. would acknowledge yeah. that. Yeah, but this is like a really strong Anthrax album. This is probably one of their strongest ones. Top four, yeah, easy, right? Like, yeah, definitely Joey albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very happy when it came out, and it was as good as it was. Yeah, so. When you're looking at these song titles, like like I don't even are these uh, links like I'm looking at them like I guess that makes sense, but I'm like <laughs> you don't yeah. you don't listen to it. Don't even think about it, my guy. Because um, the uh, like injustice for all, like you know the songs are really long. Mm-hmm. True, even though they're about the same length overall as the first half of this album, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not a whole lot longer. I don't know. I don't know why it is. They don't feel as epic as their time lengths or their, 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 their length seems to be. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of what it is because I know I know with Metallica, a lot of their stuff is they go into like a big interlude, instrumentals. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. there's, right. There's moments where it's like nothing but music for three minutes straight. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it builds up and builds up and builds up, and then there's yeah. a kind of a payoff. Yeah. But at no point ever in the, when I've listened to this album on Anthrax, I like I've never felt like oh my god. One. No, 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 no. no. Especially this album, yeah. Oh yeah, this, uh, yeah, yeah. There's only this is, um, what couple songs that were kind of, eh. yeah. But the, towards the end, towards well, the so end, like, yeah. Well, yeah. Hatred, one man stands, one man stands. Probably, those two, yeah. yeah. Those are the only two that were kind of like, eh. What was the other one you said? Hatred. Yeah, hatred. Yeah, that's all right. It's, it's okay. It's fine. It's just kind of. It, it's good riff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But. Um, everything else got, solid got the time is good it's just it got so overplayed yeah that, that song is funny because when it ends it's it's so different than everything else when it ends you're like okay back to anthrax now yeah, i know because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah, back to the regular album yeah exactly yeah i guess yeah. yeah that's more like it back to the back to the actual album now because it's it yeah. stands i mean it's completely different than anything else on the album completely Definitely. different it's like the fun moment yeah because it is kind of like the out the lyrics are more serious the you know the tone of the album is more dark i guess yeah and then they have this song this in the middle it's cover like, song yeah punk yeah punk song yeah and even the yeah, riff right the, letter. It's, not yeah. A punk song. it's just a pop song is it yeah okay. joe jackson right have you not have you ever heard the original i have yeah i just figured it was kind of we listened peak. to it recently i mean it's when, pretty it's pretty true yeah. to the original it is, yeah, yeah. But, but the riff that the, it's, I guess it's hatred. That riff is just kind of this dark, 
it's heavy very, riff. It's very heavy right away. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, we're back to this now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Protest and Survive is the uh, Japanese edition bonus track. Yeah, I had that on something. Isn't Doesn't Metallica go for that? Yes. That's on Garage Inc. So I thought. So huh. they both Isn't cover it? that? I thought I'm so, too. I'm pretty sure they did. Wait, which song? Protest and Survive? I don't think so. What? I don't think Metallica did that, did they? Maybe you're right. Not on Garage Oh, Inc. maybe it's on... Uh, it's the band. The band Discharge. I oh, think. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably on uh, Killer Bees, Attack of the Killer Bees, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is, it is on... That's right. It's on Killer Bees. You're right, you're right, you're right. Sometimes they play uh, the Kiss song, Parasite, on Parasite, yeah. XM. And I'm oh, like, yeah. God damn, the Anthrax is, is so much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Metallica even, did. Even uh, Gene Simmons admitted, we do the Anthrax version. Like, really? <laughs> do you remember that? It was on no. uh, the Headbangers Ball. <laughs> I forgot about that. And he's like, uh, we, 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 we do the Anthrax version. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Metallica did "Free Speech for the Dumb," That's which was right. done by Discharge. There you go. did two on that album, didn't they? Yeah. The, um, the more I see, I think is the other one. Yeah, that's right. It. Um, Blood, great song. Great song. I that's... thought that the pre-chorus had a rap feel. That put in my hand, put in my eyes. It is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I was still working up the same song. This is the rap part I was talking about. Uh, I don't know if someone was going through a divorce at this time, but this is a <laughs> very much a divorce song. Oh, is it? I don't. I'm just the lyrics. It's a lot about like. I thought uh, the last song on Euphoria was the divorce. Yeah, song. Well, yeah, that was obvious. Yeah, but this this is more about like. He says, "What do you do when something dies?" He's not talking about a person. He's talking about a relationship. Tell me about brothers it. in blood. Tell me is, about it. Is a relationship. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure what the brother on brother on brothers in blood part, but. Uh, uh, what did say the other one? A drink. I drink, I drink three six packs just so I can look at your face. Yeah, yeah Valley. Yeah, God, that's a good song. I need to listen to that again. <laughs> it's uh, think about living your life. Think about being stabbed with a dull knife. Think about how sane you'll be when it's through. Think real hard and do what you got to do. Okay. Misery can be so attractive, but making yourself happy is the only alternative. At the expense of someone else's life, do it for yourself. Damn it, do what's right. It sounds like, yeah, you know, they're just kind of saying it's gonna suck, but you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, 
Maybe, you know, because yeah. I've been there. <laughs> I'm just reading into it. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what you do with songs, though. That's what you do with songs. You apply as needed. It might be possible that one other person has been there or is there right now. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, I think I think the bass line in Blood is very cool in the chorus. <laughs> Change the subject real quick. Do it. You know, um, Frank Bello is really good, right? Yeah, yeah. Frank Bello's awesome. <laughs> like skeleton, a skeleton in the closet. You've have you paid attention to the bass on that? Maybe not close enough as I should. But. Really? No. I don't think I have. Really? Can not. we go? I know. I know this is a departure, <laughs> but can we go to the middle of that song? Because I want you to hear how good this motherfucker is. Yes. Like, what song are we talking about? Insane how good he is on bass. Skeleton in the closet. The, the, oh, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Oh, holy crap. He is, he is absolutely a guy that does not get enough credit. He's a god of bass. Just like Charlie. Well, it's funny. He was. Uh, These are two guys that are. This is the most underrated rhythm section of all of trash yeah, metal yeah. by mm-hmm. far. He was the the bass tech for Dan Lilker, by the way, <laughs> which is crazy. Well, that's that Dan Lilker's bad, but this motherfucker is Frank Bello. Okay, well I've heard that. Yeah, of course. Now that you now that I hear it, of course I've heard that. Yeah, you missed it, Joe. I did. I played it though. Yeah, we got it. We know that. We so don't. we have heard that. Yeah. yeah, just need to be reminded of it. That's good stuff. Yeah. So that that album had a lot of big gang vocals on it, didn't it? Uh, Among the Living, and uh, yeah, Persistence of Time didn't really seem to have that. Yeah, you're right. I got away from no, that. Not really. Then again, Steady Four didn't either. So <laughs> we should mention the cowbell, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask: Is that the best metal song with a cowbell ever? I think it might be. I would say, yeah. <laughs> what belly of the beast? Yeah. Belly of the beast. I mean, he uses what? a cowbell as a ride. Intro, the intro too. Like yeah. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But the drums aren't. But the no, no, no. But that, yeah, the, the the guitars. But it's kind of also not. Yeah, this it's is not. A good, it's a good. There he goes. It's a heavy ass version. Cowbell. Yep. The bass sounds so good right He just got cowbell as a ride. Yeah. Not now. Back to the hi hat. Yeah. But yeah, and then of course it ends. 
just to prove his point. <laughs> He's like, that was a cowboy yard. We, you know, we haven't really mentioned producers. Yeah, Mark Dotson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark Dotson again. Yeah. It did say on Wikipedia, Anthrax, like produced by Mark Dotson and Anthrax. So. Okay. And they had a say in some stuff. Too, it, uh, it's one of the better sounding albums of the it, year. Yeah, it is. It sounds really good. Yeah. I wonder, you know, because most bands are pretty humble. And they're like, yeah, it's written by us, like written by Anthrax. But I often wonder how much of that is written by Charlie. Like, because I know Charlie writes a lot of stuff on guitar. Yeah. So I would like to know that myself. I'm very curious because I see him. I didn't realize how good of a guitar player he actually is. He's really good. Just a few years ago. Like even soloing stuff. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Um, but then Scott, you know, he is also a riff machine. So. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's a collaborative thing. I just. Yeah. Wasn't I, Scott I, I, more of a lyrics guy? I think he did all most of the lyrics. Yeah. But I mean. Uh, I think there's a big collaboration there. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really cover Keep It in the Family, but that's a fucking awesome that's song. Awesome song. That's one of their one of their best one songs. Of their best songs yeah. yeah. Jinx. Definitely. So that intro. Oh God. Oh. God. That's probably the heaviest thing they've ever written. Yeah. God damn. My one my one criticism of this song is the line, yo, I try to understand what the hell is going on. <laughs> it's really goofy hearing Joey go, yo, I try to understand what yeah, the hell is going is. on. My least favorite <laughs> line is, uh, your own ability to reason is like a tire gun flat. It's stupid. <laughs> I do like I'll give them a state a state of unconsciousness I like that yeah I like that I had a note on the song in my world and I was wondering you know we did the masterpieces back in the day and we always had clips in there right mm-hmm. like how do we not put this clip in Let's see if I can get this at the end when he says uh, I'm not afraid I'm not oh, afraid I'm yeah. not afraid yeah <laughs> You will be. You will be. You <laughs> How missed, did that not make the most? <laughs> missed that one. Missed opportunity there. Well, the first real masterpiece was ninety-one. That's probably why. Oh, okay. I did. A, I did one in ninety, but it wasn't really the whole full-blown like movie gotcha. quotes and whatnot. So, gotcha. I feel like I would have gotten that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's too obvious. That's a good song too. In my world. Oh yeah. Oh, we didn't even get through the album yet. Not all of it. Nope. All right, then you got Gridlock, which is a cool Transformer back in the day. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Remember Gridlock? Yeah. No, that's Grimlock. Oh, shit. Oh. I'm fired. Damn it. Good one. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> Get your... Your dinosaur transformers. Transformers. <laughs> transformers right. What were they called? I can't remember. Dinobots. Dinobots. Get them right. Slag and Grimlock and some other guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 God damn. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you remember what they played live, Tim? Is is that available on the internet? What? Probably. Who? What? Setlist.fm or something like that. Right? Oh, what saw they... them in 92? Or was I... it 90? It was 91, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it was early, early 91. I think it was probably the same set list throughout the entire tour, so you can probably dig that up pretty easily. They were opening for the old Iron Maiden, so. Oh, yeah. I don't know. How did I miss that show? God. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Me and Steven went. For some reason, Yeah. you did not. You probably had school probably, the next day. Probably a money thing or yes. Yeah, school or something. Maiden were touring on an album that was so much, uh, I don't want to say worse, but it was not anywhere near as good as the Anthrax <laughs> album. But yeah. they, um, their, their show was oh, spectacular. Great. Yeah, it's great. Like the set list was amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, I'm pulling up as the Maiden set list. I don't know. And in hindsight, that album wasn't even that bad compared to what would come later. <laughs> <laughs> the next well, yeah. three? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. Here it is. What you got? So it's time, madhouse, caught in a mosh, keep it in the family, got the time, Indians, antisocial. Oh, and then encore was I'm the man, and I'm the law. It's yeah. a pretty good set list. That's not bad. Yep. They only played, I guess, three off the new album. Well, they did the whole sing along with uh, I'm the man. Yeah, right. Like, suck my motherfucking dick. Oh, I yeah. my, my dad was there. He took, he took us. We were screaming, suck my motherfucking dick. <laughs> he was like, ugh. You <laughs> uh, liked Iron Maiden, though. Oh, yeah? Well, they're very theatrical. So. Yeah. So I've got the Maiden one, too, if you want to hear it. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Tail Gunner. Public Enema number one. There's the second song they played. Damn. Wrathchild, Die With Your Boots On, Hallowed Be Thy Name, Ooh, yeah. Fifth, that's crazy, 22 Arcacia Avenue, Holy Smoke, No Prayer for the Dying. Oh, that's a good song. The Clairvoyant, oof. Wow, wow awesome. nice. Two Minutes of Midnight, mm-hmm. The Trooper, Heaven Can Wait, Iron Maiden. Two encores, Joe, you are right. <clears throat> Number of the Beast, and Bring Your Daughters to the Slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then run to the hills and sanctuary. That's a good set list. That's a good set, it's a really good set list. Yeah. I mean, you take out two of those songs. It's really good. Set That's list. still yeah. good. You would, you would like it if they play that now. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I might get a beer during bring your daughter to the slaughter or something. But fetch your daughter. Fetch your daughter. Fetch your daughter. All right, let's finish this up because this this recording is going to be like five hours. I know it's insane. Oh, we're still recording. Shit. Oh yeah. We've oh man. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't finished Anthrax yet. I'm eating fucking chips over here. Shit. We're still talking about Anthrax. Keith is dead. <laughs> yeah, he, he's out. He has COVID. <laughs> this has gone way off the rails. All right. So, uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, if... where were we? Well, we were talking about the end of the album. It kind of falls off and then discharge is fantastic. Yeah, One Man Stands. I think 
probably the worst song on the album. I, yeah. I, I was listening back today going, I barely remember this song. Yeah. Because it's, I always skipped it. or just, Yeah, it like, was, yeah. didn't fit on the tape. Exactly. <laughs> it's another one of those. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the song to take off for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Has that kind of repetitive drum beat and just like, I don't know, yeah. just kind of boring. But this charge is awesome. It's the fast closer. Yep. When they were on Headbangers Ball, and um, uh, I think uh, Charlie's mic wasn't working, and uh, stupid Ricky Rockman asked Scott Eden, "Is like, well, what does the album sound like?" And then um, Charlie leans over to Scott and says something, and then Scott goes, "He says it sounds pissed off." (laughs) 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 And then, of course, Ricky Rockman, "Are there any rap songs on the album?" Oh God, fucking idiot. (laughs) I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> and they're like, no, but there's some stuff that's kind of rap-ish that, that uh, Joey does, which we discussed. Yeah. I was just going to say, I remember the hatred. I could. It took me like two weeks to figure that out. Oh, really? The oh, really? H8 red. <laughs> oh, I was like, why is it <laughs> Eight eight red, eight eight red, red, red. I'll get it. Yeah. Did you play the transition? That's a a very old clutch riff, isn't it? That's like that's like Bachanal or something. Oh yeah, it does sound like that. Yeah. What were you gonna say? The transition from what? Got the time and the hatred. Yeah, just that transition the way it works. That is not a good transition, you're right. It's, it's pretty rough. Yeah. I'm not sure what they could have done about that, though. Like, the whole album is kind of dark, other than got the time, so. Yeah. Did he get attention? We, I don't think we did. Their um, studio had burned down. No. Right? You, you oh, knew yeah. that, right? I forgot yeah, about it. Yeah, in the book. Yeah. We mentioned yeah. it last time we talked about it, but I'd forgotten about it. Because Tina before they were very happy with their wives, and then um, their studio in New York or New Jersey, I can't remember exactly, but it fucking burned up. Oh, man. Yeah. And then uh, they were pessimistic all of a sudden. Makes for good art. Yeah. Which is why the album's better. Yeah. Because you want bad things to happen to your people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like when... When Megadeth went off the drugs, they stopped. Yeah, that's what I said about. But, they, but luckily, he went back, so they they were good. <laughs> Keep saying Chili Peppers need to go back under the bridge. <laughs> go back that? under that bridge, Chili Peppers. Yeah, go back under the bridge. Go. <laughs> hey, they got. Isn't John Frusciante back in the band? I don't know. Yeah, he did. He is back in the band. Yep. Good because the last guitar player was horrible. Yeah, that last he album was like, sucked. It was like John Frusciante light. It's like I'm a scared to be John Frusciante. Oh, that last album was so boring. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. All right, we should wrap up. 
Yeah. I mean, honestly. Uh, what do you grade Sisters of Mercy, by the way? Oh, we didn't grade that one? No. Shit. I give it oh. a solid B. Yeah, I give it a I give it a B minus. No, nah, B. B. Nah, B minus. B. Yeah. Let's say I'd say B as well. Yeah. I don't know what Keith's give it. Keith gives it an A. No, no, no. He probably gives it a B minus because he said the earlier stuff's better. Yeah. Do we need to wake him up so no. he doesn't? I don't know how. Good there. <laughs> that worked. It worked. Oh, good. Keith, go to be- go to bed. Keith, what's your grade? <laughs> what's your grade for Sisters of Mercy? Hey. 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 Okay. Right. Oh, okay. And what about what about Anthrax? Hey. Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Now go get some Z's. Oh, <laughs> that was awful. I know. It's a, that was it's a awesome. <laughs> hey, awesome. Hey, <laughs> I will give Sisters of Mercy a B, and I'll give Anthrax for no- See, that's the thing. Is this for ninety or for like their overall catalog? Just, uh, just whatever the fuck. Yeah, just what is the album? It's an A. Yeah, it's an A. It's an A. Yeah. Anthrax is an A? Yeah. Yeah. I would say A+. Plus. It's, okay. not a pl- it's not A+. Plus. I mean, what does it fucking matter? Right? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a great fucking album. It is. If you're an Anthrax yeah. fan, you don't know this album, you're weird and stupid. Yes. Hey, hey Keith. 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 Go to bed. What? Go to bed. We're done. Go to yeah, bed. We're done. Don't fall asleep in the basement. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. There's <laughs> your outro music. <laughs> energy. Energy. Aggression. Power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. We say things to people that mean something. I mean, in our own little way. Ricky, quick. Will you try to think my puzzles? <laughs> the human element of making music is what's most important. Singing into a microphone and learning to play an instrument, that's the most important thing.